There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you for tuning in to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh. Today with us on the podcast, we have Pastor Chuck Barnes. He's from the Seal Cove, Maine region there on Mount Desert Island near Acadia National Park. He pastors the Tremont Baptist Church in the town of Tremont. And so if you're at Acadia National Park, would you stop by and see them? Uh, Brother Barnes has been a church planter in Maine now for many, many years, and we thank the Lord for him. And he's been a friend of this ministry, and we certainly are grateful for that. And so we've asked him to do the podcast. Please pray for my wife and I as we still are dealing with a newborn in the home, as well as raising two small children with that newborn. And uh, Lord willing, we'll be doing the podcast as the Lord sees fit, as we have time, energy, strength to do that. But until then, we've asked other good men to fill in. Brother Barnes is one of them. So we thank him. Would you listen as he preaches the word of God? I'd like us to turn to Luke chapter number 18 uh, for today. And before I read the number of verses here, I want to say thank you to Brother Tim McVeigh for uh, opportunity to speak on his podcast, and he's been with our church family several times. He's been a blessing, and my prayers are for Sister Rebecca as she comes to uh, nearing the birth of their next child, and just pray for that family, Liliana and Nathaniel, and may God bless them at this time, and may it be a sweet, sweet uh, opportunity to raise children to the glory of God. In Luke 18, I'm going to read the first eight verses here. The Bible says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, The men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? You know, somebody once said that a parable is a heavenly truth set in an earthly story. And here's a tremendous truth in this parable that Jesus gave. I think in total there was about 35 parables that Jesus gave. Each one taught a specific theme or, or a, a tremendous truth. And I know this podcast is all about uh, doctrine, and, and certainly prayer is part of the doctrine of the Christian life to embrace. Thomas Manton was a Puritan preacher. He lived back in the 1600s. He wrote once, he says, The less we converse with God in private, the more is the awe of God lessened. 
But now a man which is often with God dareth not offend him so freely as others do. As they which are often with princes and great persons are better clothed and more need in their apparel and carriage, so they which are often conversing with God grow more heavenly, holy, watchful than others are. And when we are not with God, not only all this is lost, but a great many evils to be found. Then he concludes that statement, that paragraph was saying, it is plainly seen by men's conversations how little they converse with God. Boy, isn't that telling. You can tell somebody who's a prayer warrior or a man or a woman or a, a young person of prayer and those who have often neglect the place of the closet and getting alone with God. Yeah, I don't think any of us are guilty of praying too much. It is one of those golden traits that we know we should improve on, but we often fail to follow through. Jesus Christ is always the best pattern to follow, and his years of ministry often show him retreating to a place of solitude so that he may spend more time alone uh, with the Father. Now, I know we all can offer reasons why we do not spend more time in prayer, it requires discipline and establishing priorities, and it takes time away from the activities we may want to do. But I believe Thomas Manton's words are still true. It is plainly seen by men's conversations how little they convene with God. You know, if there was some public way that could be easily seen by others which showed uh, how much time we actually spend in prayer, maybe some type of indicator on our forehead or on our our, our chest. Uh, you know, I'm confident we would all give more time to prayer. We'd make it a higher priority in our Christian life. But unfortunately, that's not true. We just have to do what uh, the Lord leads us to do, and that is to come to him in prayer and come to him often. You know, Jesus began his earthly ministry praying. In Luke 3.21, Jesus also being baptized and praying. Jesus ended his earthly ministry of salvation praying. Luke 23.34, then said, Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He began his ministry in prayer, and he, uh, we could say he summarized or or, uh, ended his ministry in prayer there on the cross. You know, many people believe that that prayer of Jesus on the cross was answered on the day of Pentecost when Peter preached. God answered the prayer of his son while he was being crucified, asking for forgiveness of the very ones that placed him there and stood jeering and mocking him that day. Acts 2.38 says, Ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Peter was talking to the that audience of people that were gathered there together. He says, you're the ones, uh, you by your hands, your wicked hands, you crucified him, you slain him. Those same ones that were gathered around that cross, Peter preached to them and Jesus's prayer got answered. God wrought a great work that day. 3,000 people were saved and baptized and added unto the church. What a What a tremendous answer to prayer. But it wasn't instantaneous. It was 50 days later. It was on the day of Pentecost. And God just determined in his wisdom to use Peter. And what a what a wonderful, wonderful day that was, the day of Pentecost. 
Somebody once said that prayer in its simplest form is defined simply as asking and receiving, bringing our petitions to God. That, you know, that's certainly one element of prayer, and it is the element perhaps illustrated best by this parable of Jesus. You know, just the need to keep on praying. I wonder how many people have failed. Uh, Christian people have failed because they didn't pray. You know, verse 1 here of this chapter says, He spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Forty years in the ministry, I've seen my share of people that have fainted. I'm talking about preachers and deacons and Sunday school teachers and those that were in church and they were passing out gospel tracts and they were faithful to services and they were tithing and they were doing everything that uh, the Lord has asked us to do. And then all of a sudden something, they turned a corner one day and got off track and uh, they just uh, faded away. They fainted. And I can almost guarantee everybody that's fainted in serving Christ is due to a lack of concentrated prayer. And I, I, I think we're all guilty of not praying enough, but it just seems like there's more casualties all the time. And I say it's because people have abandoned the closet of prayer, getting along with God. This lady here, she got her answers to prayer, and she got it by, in verse number five, it says her continual coming. You know, God wants us to come to him. He wants us to come to him often. He wants us to keep coming to him. Many times with the same petitions, the same prayer requests. You know, she was determined, this lady. There was no quit in her. For as long as it took, she was going to come before this judge until a right had been made right, a wrong had been made right. You know, may God give us that type of a tenacity in prayer. Those things that are a grievance to us may, you know, day by day bring them into God's court. It may be that God enjoys our presence and this may be the only thing that prompts us to come before him on a repeating basis. It may be that he's proven the sincerity of our request. You know, we, we tend to be impulsive and, and then quickly abandon uh, our appeals before God. Uh, a lot of times we're like children and our attention is drawn to, a, to an object, but it, it may just as soon be drawn to another object. And God's testing the sincerity of our petitions and coming before him on a regular basis. I'm reminded of the verse in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. It says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Those three verbs, ask and seek and knock, they're imperatives. They're commands of God. And those verbs also show a continuous action. In other words, keep coming, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking to uh, don't let up on this. I'm reminded of George Mueller. He was best known for operating an orphanage in England uh, in the 1800s. He, he never solicited funds from the community or the government, but he relied on God to provide the needs of that orphanage through prayer. Just a tremendous testimony of a man given over to prayer. He wrote, he maintained a diary, and he wrote in his diary the following. In November 1844, I began to pray for the conversion of five individuals. I prayed every single day without a single intermission, whether sick or in health, on land, on the sea, and whatever the pressure of my engagements might be. Eighteen months elapsed before the first of the five was converted. I thanked God and prayed on for the others. Five years elapsed 
and then the second was converted. I thanked God for the second and prayed on for the other three. Day by day, I continued to pray for them, and six years passed before the third was converted. I thanked God for the three and went on praying for the other two. These two remained unconverted. Thirty-six years later, he wrote that the other two, sons of one of Mueller's friends, were still not converted. He wrote, but I hope in God. I pray on and look for the answer. They are not converted yet, but they will be. In 1897, 52 years after he began to pray daily without interruption for these two men, they were finally converted, but after he died. Mueller understood what Jesus taught in this parable of Luke 18. You know, God's not unkind. God, Our God is a loving God. I believe that. And uh, he's not like this unjust judge. But even this unjust judge heart can be changed by the almighty power of God through prayer. God's not unkind or callous to our request in prayer. Our hopes will be answered. It, you know, it may be after our earthly life has come to a close, but there are life lessons that are learned in the school of persistent praying that cannot be received by any other means. We're children of faith and the faith that daily comes before the throne of God, I believe, pleases him. In verse number eight here, and I'm trying to cover as much territory as I can for the time slot, but it says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. What a, what a commentary in our day, in our age. Few people pray. Uh, even table grace, uh, just thanking our Heavenly Father for the meal, whether it's breakfast or it's noon meal or it's supper. You know, you, know, you just look around next time you dine out and, and see how many people bow their heads when their, their meal is received and, and just return thanks to God Almighty. Uh, we're, not, we're, we're an ingratitude, a, a bunch of people that are not grateful for the blessings of God and you know, I know that there's more than enough to be concerned about in this world, but boy, the Lord daily loadeth us with benefits. We that are his children, we ought to return thanks every day for his goodness towards us and his grace towards us. But you know, there's times in our lives we just need to get along with God and say, God, this this, this is Chuck again. And Lord, you know, you, you've heard this before. This is like an echo machine sometimes. But God, I'm going to bring these people's names before you again, and I'm I'm begging you for their souls. I'm praying for their salvation. I'm asking God for health, and I'm asking God that you'd help this person. Uh, they, they need you, Lord, and just every day bringing them before God. Maybe it's a wayward children, uh, child. Maybe it's a, a sibling. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a friend. But whoever it is, God ought to hear us daily. Just like George Mueller, sometimes we're going to pray a lifetime, and maybe it's not going to happen. We're going to not maybe see it with our own eyes, but I believe that we just keep coming before God and bringing our petition before Him, that it softens uh, the, the hearts, 
of individuals and God will get the glory someday because there's a there's a man, there's a woman, there's a young person that's just going to keep on their knees and keep on praying and, and just repeating sometimes the same things over and over. But we serve a great and wonderful God. God uh, said, you hear what I said? Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her. That's what that unjust judge said. He didn't fear God. He didn't fear man. What a calloused individual. Uh, you just had a seared conscience towards the things of God. But yet even his heart was changed and his heart was moved. And God shall, avenge, shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? You know, there's, there's just some things you're not, not going to learn in this life as a Christian until you, you show that consistency in prayer. And maybe, maybe you missed it one day. Maybe you were sick. You was under the weather. Uh, life turned upside down for you that day. But boy, get back at it the next day and say, God, you know, you know, I wanted to get before you yesterday, but just things came up and Lord, I ask your forgiveness. But God, let's, let's do it again today, God. I'm going to come before you and I'm going to pray for this person. I'm going to pray for this church. I'm going to pray for this situation. I'm going to pray for this ministry. Hopefully somewhere on that list is Brother McVeigh and his family. And, and God, just use him and, and, and bless him and, and uh, continue this podcast. And, and may it have a, a wider audience. May more people hear the gospel and get saved. You know, God says he's going to answer speedily. Uh, you know, I have to be honest with you. I'm not long on patience. Uh, one of the greatest challenges to my Christian faith is, is the drive through line at Dunkin' Donuts. Man, I just hate it when any car is in front of me. I just want to get my coffee and, and whatever and just get back on the road again. But God says, I'm going to answer you speedily. In other words, when God determines to move, he's going to move. And there's no mountain that's going to stand in his way. He's going to bring that answer to prayer. And I don't know about you, but my hope is in God and just coming before him on a daily basis, just like this widow did. And God is abundantly clear that he's going to answer prayer. May not be in our time schedule. May not be the way that we uh, came up with in our own mind. We imagine these things. But God says, you take a lesson here. There's a parable here. Here's a heavenly truth for you. Here's one of maybe 35 in the New Testament. You come to a hard spot in life, you just keep on praying. You feel faint of heart, you just keep on praying. There's a challenge ahead of you for today. You keep on praying. Somebody once said, you know, abandoning the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to negotiate the curve. Uh, just you see that curve ahead in life and, and, and life throws us curves. Just keep on praying. Just keep before the throne of God. Just God, here I am once again. And as I'm going to plead for these people one more time, God, and I'm just asking you to move and just convict their hearts and bring them to salvation. Or God, you know this circumstance with the kids. You know this circumstance in this marriage. Oh, God, please hear me one more time. And I'm just saying, don't give up. Just help us all to be like this, uh, this, this widow woman here before an unjust judge. Just keep bringing our petition before God and just keep rehearsing it in his ears until we see that answer to prayer. Now, God, may he help us to do that. Let's close in a word of prayer the day. Heavenly Father, would you help us? Lord, we're awful needy. Every day we, we have weaknesses, we have trials, we have temptations, and sometimes we, we yield when we shouldn't. 
But God, help us to learn something about the discipline of prayer. And Lord, if we falter one day, help us get back up the next and get back on our knees and keep on praying and keep on seeking and keep on asking, keep on knocking. And Lord, oh, you're so gracious to us. You're such a loving Heavenly Father. Help us be quick to offer our praise to your name when those prayers come. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you today. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. Amen. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelists.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing For the prodigal child has come home And the saints all with gladness are singing The 